0: What's up, everybody? Guess what? Very, very special time for Heartway. We just celebrated our seventh birthday. So I wanna say thank you to each and every one of you who call Heartway home, who join us week in and week out, who support us in many different ways. Those of you who give, those of you who encourage and come alongside of us, we're so grateful. Wherever you are in the world, you're a part of the family. Hope you enjoyed today's service as I share a little bit about who we are, what we do, And what we're all about and also where we're going moving forward thanks for tuning in
1: hello everyone happy birthday y'all right that's the best part it's it's not just danny's birthday or heartway's birthday because we are all heartway and i'm just so grateful to be sitting here i'm not gonna say too much because i will get emotional because this is no, <laughs> but this place is just so special to me. And you know, if you guys don't know me, my name is Gabby. I'm one of the leaders here. Um, but it wasn't always like that. I used to sit in the corner by myself, and I would listen, and then run away as soon as we were done. I, I swear, Danny would look at me. I'm like, I'm out of here. I don't want to talk about anything. And. You know, I'm just, I feel that I'm a true testament of what God can do because I never believed that I would be sitting up here speaking or sharing in the way that I am or serving. Um, But an even bigger testament to what Heartway really is. God is so rooted in this place. Love is so real here. And (laughs) yes, (laughs) yes. And if you really allow yourself to open up and receive this love, God's love, I promise you, your life will change. You don't necessarily know when it's going to happen, especially when we're in different seasons in our lives. But I promise you there will be a day that you'll look back and remember, wow, God was always there and he was working in and through me. Amen, my friends. You know, on the seventh year of any relationship, they say it's the turning point. You either run or you stay. And this is such a true testament that we are here to stay, that we are really connected and that we are moving forward. I'm so excited for all that Heartway has and how much we're growing. It's like, I feel like we've passed the infancy stage and now we're really walking. Some of us are running and that's awesome because we need that. And I just want to start our centering prayer today by asking you, how can you open up your heart and commit yourself a little more to this community and to commit yourself to yourself, truly investing in your spiritual wellness and connection and just deepening that relationship with God. So I want us to now close our eyes, allow our palms to face either up or down, And we're going to take a deep breath. We're going to slow it all down. Don't think about doing it right. Just breathe. As you inhale, allow the belly to expand. And then audibly exhale. We inhale nice and big, really filling yourself up. And as we exhale, we release it all out. As you continue this breathing, allow the shoulders to come down a little bit more. Allow the body to relax. And allow the mind to drift further away. In this moment, we let go of all that is not serving to us. We release all the thoughts, all the emotions, and we allow ourselves to enter into a state of stillness, into the peace that is within our hearts, connecting with the love that is God within you. With each breath, you open up just a little bit more allowing God to move into your being welcoming his embrace by allowing yourself to let go as we release we allow ourselves to forgive forgiving all that's been done all that we've done and allowing this to be a new beginning. Welcome God into your hearts. Allow his grace to enter your being. You are a child of God, worthy of all of his love. This earth is his kingdom. it is inherently yours. There are no limitations when it comes to you. Nothing is too far out of reach for you. You are limitless, you are abundant, filled with purpose. There were no mistakes when it came to you, for he created you in his image, fully divine, fully empowered, It is with these breaths that we acknowledge this truth. God is in us as he is in everything around us. There are no separations when it comes to you and to God. Allow yourself to feel so connected Divinely guided, always protected, reminding yourself that you are never alone. God is always right there with you. Take a deep breath with me, really inhaling nice and big vocal. There we go. We let go just a little bit more. Let go and allow God to enter. Bring your left hand to your heart. Feel the heart beating. Repeating after me. I am worthy. I am filled with love. I am a child of God. There is nothing that I cannot achieve. Peace is my true state of being. Take another deep breath with me. Inhale nice and big, and with a big smile, exhale. Take a moment to notice how you are breathing. Notice this peace that has settled onto you. Know that this peace was not found outside of yourself, but rather deep within you. No one can take this peace from you, for it is always yours. It's God's special gift to you. When you're ready, gently bringing your awareness back within, may peace and love always stay with you. Amen, my friends. I love you all so much.
0: We're here. We did it. Seven years. I don't take it for granted, I'll tell you that. Sorry, it's time for me to get a little emotional. Sorry, before we start. No, I I don't take it for granted at all. Um, What's happening here is so beautiful, and the reason why I'm choking up a little bit is because you know, there have been moments uh, over the last year and a half with so much going on in my personal life that I've, I've had to reevaluate what my desire and commitment is to, to, to do this, if I'm being honest. And if it wasn't for um, people that I love, and you know who you are, you're all over here, so I can't find all of you, but you know... People that I love and that love me dearly um, are leaders here who are so much more than just leaders. They're my friends. If it wasn't for them um, holding me up and keeping me going, who knows, right? And so thank you from the bottom of my heart to each and every one of you just for pouring into me. You know, I know I come in here and I pour into you. But you also pour into me tremendously and so deeply with the love and the support that you give. Heartway, in my mind, is like this beautiful experiment. I've had a lot of people say, Danny, I think that this is a community that is a little ahead of its time. But when I look around at this room this morning, it feels like the time is now. The time is now for us to call people into a more loving expression of faith and devotion to God, to move beyond the exclusivistic and narrow-minded, rigid paradigms that continue to divide us and set us against one another, and to really be a community that is centered on love. So Heartway is a home for people who have kind of had it with church in a lot of ways. I've had several people tell me, this is my last stop. (laughs) Like, if it doesn't work out here with the whole church thing, I don't think I'm going to go to another church. (laughs) Like, this is it. And so it's beautiful to see the diversity in the room, the energy in the room, the momentum that continues to build. I was sharing this with uh, some friends Yesterday, when COVID hit 2020, and we restarted services, we had like 30 people in here with one chair on this side and the other chair on that side, and everybody was wearing like double masks. Nobody could touch each other. Before COVID, we had, you know, 200 plus folks here between two services. COVID comes, and it was like a huge reset. And it felt like starting over in a lot of ways. And that was tough. I know, and I have other pastor friends who recognized the reality of church after COVID and said, I already did the whole church starting thing. I'm not trying to do it again. This is too hard. And they didn't continue. I know communities that started around our time locally who no longer exist so this place is a miracle the love that is here is miraculous and it's all because of you it's all because of you and your heart and your generosity and how much you give back to this community how much you give to each other the relationships that's what's so important that's what makes this special it's the people that you meet along the way I I love it. Sometimes there's folks who are here for a season and then they move on in their life. But I'll see that they still have a core group of friends from when they were at Heartway. That's beautiful to me. If the only thing that you were to get from coming through our doors is a good friend that lasts beyond your time here, that's a win for me. So... Why do we exist? What do we do? I call Heartway an experiment because what we're doing and how we're doing it is so unique. The religious landscape in our country has been changing drastically over the last decade or so. A lot of uh, researchers have talked about the rise of the nuns, not like N-U-N, nun like Catholic nun, (laughs) but N-O-N-E. What that means is that one of the fastest growing religious affiliations is no religious affiliation. None, none of the above. I don't fit in any of these categories. So they say that about one third of adults in our country are spiritual but not religious. There's a bunch of folks who are both spiritual and religious. And Heartway is a community where both of those kind of folks exist and work together in harmony. Because spirituality and religion, unfortunately, aren't always brought together in the way that they should be. Religion is a vehicle through which human beings have been able to pass down human wisdom throughout generations. Spirituality is something that's innate. And there's nothing bad per se about religion, it's about how people use religion. But oftentimes, people who are religious aren't really spiritual. And when that divide happens, That's when you get a lot of those folks who are just jerks about all the stuff that they believe. And this is why people have become so disillusioned with church and Christianity and religion. And they don't want anything to do with it sometimes. They've become disillusioned because of maybe hypocrisy that they've seen, abuses that they've experienced. It's not easy to be a part of a community because you're dealing with so many different personalities. The beautiful thing about Heartway is when you come here, we don't tell you that you have to believe anything to be a part of this community. You belong already before you believe anything. And I like to say you are your own teacher here. So we don't have a list of things that you have to affirm in order to feel comfortable here. You can be exactly who you are. Wherever you are on your stage of spiritual evolution, and you will be welcomed, you will be embraced, and you will be brought into a community where you can uh, have conversations with other people that are in this process of exploring their spirituality and their existence within a spiritual context and canopy. So religion, at its worst, is about dogma. It's about being right. Religion at its best is about inner transformation. Spirituality is about inner transformation. If there's no change that happens on the inside, it doesn't matter what it looks like on the outside. It's pointless. And this was Jesus' big thing when it came to the religious people of his day. He's like, he, he even called some of them whitewashed tombs. He's like... It looks pretty and nice on the outside, but on the inside you're dead. Spiritually dead. There's no love, there's no empathy, there's no compassion. So what good is your religiosity in that case? How can we be a space that values the good that comes from religion without getting lost in all the baggage that oftentimes comes with religion? That's the kind of question that we explore together in community. What's so amazing about spiritual community is that spiritual community provides you with spiritual friendships. And spiritual friendships are necessary in order for you to grow. If you don't have people that you can talk to about the stuff that you're dealing with on the inside, you'll feel alone. And that's what happened to me for so long. I remember there being a time when I felt I don't have anybody to talk to about this stuff. Now, I feel like I talk too much about this stuff. I'm like, (laughs) can we not talk about something related to spirituality for one second? I'm just kidding. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm just kidding. But it's hard to feel like you're alone. And the reality is, a lot of us, with the relationships that we have in our everyday life, it can be a little awkward to talk about the deeper stuff. Sometimes even the people you live with, family members, your closest friends, we don't ever get to the nitty gritty stuff that's happening underneath the surface. We just play the role. And we smile, and we're happy. And that's necessary, and that's good. It doesn't always have to be deep. You know how those people are who are always deep. They're too deep for their own good. You don't got to make everything deep, bro. Relax. But it's nice to have people in your life that you know you can go there if you need it. I can open up my heart. I can share what I'm dealing with. I can invite you in when it's needed. And you'll be there to support me, not to judge me, not to try and change my mind but to welcome me and accept me. And you're not threatened by who I am, even if that is very different than who you are. Now, spirituality, whether you're religious or not, is something that is beneficial for your life for a variety of different reasons. One of the main ones is just your mental health and your well-being. There's a professor from Columbia, University. Her name is Dr. Lisa Miller. She's a psychologist, and she's a scientist, and she writes about spirituality and the brain. She has a book called The Awakened Brain that I've been tapping into, and she mentions that she has gone together with several of her colleagues, and they've done studies on the effect of spirituality on the brain, and they've put people under MRIs to see how their spiritual practices are affecting their brain. And what they have found is that people who maintain and sustain a vibrant spiritual life and who have spiritual practices that they implement in their life on a day-to-day basis, they experienced changes in their brain structure, their brain function, and their brain activity. So just think about that for a second. Taking time to meditate, taking time to pray, taking time to read scriptures, taking time to build community, taking time to serve your community. All of these things actually change the structure of your brain. That just blows me away. One example of this that she mentions is that people who meditate and they pray and they embody a spiritual life they experience decreased activity in a region of the brain called the default mode network, which is the region of the brain that is activated when your mind is wandering, or when you're just ruminating on things over and over and over again. That ever happened to anybody? (laughs) Your mind just feels out of control, and these thoughts are just haunting me, and my mind just keeps going to all these crazy places. People who implement spiritual practices in that region of their brain started to experience decreased activity because when you sit for 10 minutes with yourself in silence lo and behold you start learning how to focus again <laughs> your attention starts to sharpen and let me tell you something nowadays with our phones and the technology that is available to us you know how crazy it is like when my phone loses its battery and i still go like this oh <laughs> I know the battery's de- I know the battery's dead, but I just keep oh, it's just a habit. And I was telling my mom the other day, I'm like, "You know, like I used to I used to be when I started Heartway, I was crazy about the sermons. I was like seven sermons ahead. I would prepare two sermons a week. Now I don't even plan the sermon for Sunday. I just like, on Wednesday, I start thinking about it, you know, and writing some notes. And then Sunday, we just let it rip. And wherever it goes, it goes. But when I first started, you know, I was writing word for word, 2,000 words, manuscripts every week, twice, two sermons. Just so I could be ahead and make sure that I had everything good. Driving myself nuts. But I was telling my mom, I'm like, you know, what's crazy. I had the ability to do that. I don't even know if I have the ability to do that anymore. Like, just doing one sermon now a week, I'm like, man, my attention and my focus has gotten jacked up because of my phone. So anyways, all that to say, I know a lot of us can relate. So the more you're able to be present and be here, the more you become a channel through which God can bring about newness, creativity. Spirituality is always about coming back to the present moment. When you're present, you can be open to the presence of God that is always here and now. And a lot of the things that we're scared about when it comes to the future don't even happen. So if you can just take a few moments to come back to yourself and just be in this moment and let the worries float away, let the stress be there. Don't try and get rid of it. Just make space for it. And what you'll notice is even when your mind is chaotic, you can still be at peace. You can still be in the present moment. Think about like the ocean. If there's a storm and the, you see all these huge waves in the ocean, well, if you go deep down enough into the ocean, it's perfectly quiet. Even when on the surface, the waves are roaring. Within you, deep down within the core of your being, in your spirit, in your soul, in that place of stillness, you will find perfect peace even when the waters of your mind are very chaotic. That's what spiritual practice enables you to tap into. Something else very interesting when it comes to spirituality and the brain is that these researchers found that there was increased activity in a region of the brain called the prefrontal cortex, which is the region of the brain that is activated when it comes to things like emotional regulation. That's important, right, to learn how to handle our emotions. More often than not, we are slaves to our emotions. How can we create a healthy relationship to our emotions so that we're not sucked into this vortex that causes us to make a whole bunch of decisions that end up creating a lot of harm in our lives and in the lives of people around us. So at Heartway, we talk a lot about the process of self-discovery. Our vision statement is to help people discover themselves in God and transform the world through love. The Greek philosophers used to say that knowing yourself is the beginning of wisdom. So the process of self-discovery begins with self-awareness. Learning how to recognize your patterns. Becoming more observant of the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you act and behave. Just becoming aware. As you become more aware, you begin to learn how to regulate your emotions in a healthier way. Which simply means you make space for whatever feeling is there. You don't try and fight it. You don't try and resist it. You don't try and get rid of it. If you're sad, you're sad. Be sad. If you're mad, you're mad. Be mad. And just let it be. And as you create this healthier relationship to your emotions, you won't be controlled by them. And you'll be able to have more clarity. You'll be able to make healthier decisions for yourself in your life. Something so simple. Self-awareness which leads to self-regulation, which then leads to self-transcendence. Self-transcendence is recognizing that you are so much more than the roles that you play. You are so much more than what you achieve, what you do, what you accomplish, what people call you, what others think of you. It's this journey that a lot of the mystics would speak of as experiencing union with God. So in the New Testament, there's this wonderful phrase that Paul uses. He says, it is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's self-transcendence. So what Jesus was so adamant about throughout his life was that if religion ever gets in the way of this internal process, it's useless. Does that mean we should reject religion? Absolutely not. A truly spiritual individual recognizes religion as one of many paths through which people can come to know their true nature and come to know God. In the same way, healthy religious people are able to recognize that there are many spiritual paths outside of my own paradigm through which people can come to know who they really are and who God really is. And just because it's not familiar, just because it looks different and it sounds different doesn't mean that it's bad or it's wrong. So the concept here is transcending and including. Transcending and including. The way that you transcend an old paradigm is by including and integrating and incorporating the good from it. So a lot of us, when we move from one intellectual paradigm to another, we totally reject the last paradigm that we were with, even though we were gun ho with our you know, belief, whatever it is, political or religious. Man, I was just all the way conservative. I was in it. And then I became a liberal. And now all the conservatives are bad. You know, or no, I, I was a liberal. I was that person. And now I found the truth. I'm conservative. And we have the truth. And now all those people are bad. That's not transcending and including. You know what I mean? At all. So to transcend and include, if you move beyond a certain paradigm, you're able to look back at where you were and incorporate the good. There are partial truths in every system, and no one system contains the whole truth. If we can begin to think like this, that's how dialogue becomes possible. That's how progress can be made in every area of life. There's a teacher by the name of Richard Rohr. He's a Franciscan priest. I've introduced him to you all before. And he has this uh, wonderful model that he calls the cosmic egg. And I want to show it to you. Okay, this is the cosmic egg. The first part of this egg is my story. So this is when your life is just about you. Your search for significance through power and prestige and possessions. My story, my life is what I am fully absorbed in, nothing greater. The next part of this egg is our story. So we begin to find our identity in groupthink. Whatever group that we're a part of, that's where we find our identity. So this can include nationalism, the religion of your youth, maybe it's your ethnicity, You begin to build this strong bond and identity around this shared story. But then beyond your story and beyond our story is the story. right? And these are uh, the recurring truths that can be found in all paths, in all traditions, in all different paradigms. Some people refer to it as Perennial truth, universal truth. And the one universal truth that I have come to find is love. Love is the language of God because love is a language that everyone can speak and understand. Even if you talk a different language, people can still feel your love. So how do we move from just my story or our story to the story? And to be able to recognize God at work outside of our particular paradigms that we may be a part of. This is a, this is a wonderful um, illustration of where we're going and where we're trying to take people at Heartway. We're trying to get you in touch with the story. God at work in and through all things. To be able to see God in everything and in everyone. And so to be totally open and inclusive, to reject nothing, to exclude no one. That's what Jesus' life was all about. So spirituality contains three components that are very important. The first is meaning-making. Um, the second is authentic connection. And the third is life-giving values. So to be a spiritual person is to build your life around these three components. These things matter to you, meaning-making, authentic connection, and life-giving values. So when it comes to meaning-making, right, human beings are meaning-making creatures. I remember watching a video a while ago uh, of a scientist who was talking to another scientist, way smarter than me. I was just trying to you know, understand a little bit of what they were saying. I had to Google everything. But this one guy. This one guy kept talking about the fact that we live in this huge universe. We don't know what's out there, but as far as we know, we're the only ones around right now, because we don't really have any evidence for other life forms, right? And he was saying that meaning is something that is a human phenomenon. We're the only creatures on this planet that care about something called meaning. The dog don't care about meaning. The cat don't care about meaning. They're just being, right? They're just hanging. But we care about meaning. We need a story. We need a narrative. And this guy was saying, meaning comes from human beings. So if there are no humans on some other planet, is there meaning there? Right. So I was like, whoa, don't mess up my life, bro. He's like... Meaning only exists here. Where else do you find meaning in this universe? Meaning is is, is a human thing. And so I, you know, being obsessed with uh, theological and philosophical discourse, started to really think about the implications of what he was saying. And I experienced what a lot of people do, existential dread like, holy crap, nothing means anything. (laughs) And now I laugh about it. But when I was really going through my deconstruction and I was really putting all my beliefs through the fire of doubt, I actually felt for a little brief moment, nothing means anything. Then I realized, wait a second. If nothing means anything, why am I so depressed about it? Amen. If, the reason why I was depressed about it is because I was making meaninglessness mean something. Oh you get it? Yeah. I was making meaninglessness mean something bad. So look at this phrase, nothing means anything. Can you find another perspective on this? Nothing. Yeah, I know you want to you want to say it. I know I'm getting there, bro. Don't take my fire. He raised his hand. He's ready to go. Can you see that? Nothing means anything. Nothing means anything you want it to. So why not make it mean something beautiful? Right. Why not make it mean something beautiful? And so we come together here in community for this meaning making purpose. And it's like I was telling my friend here, who is a nurse with me at the hospital. There are some tragedies in life that we really can't find meaning for. And like all the typical stuff that we say, like, you know, God is always good and God is in control. That can be so comforting to us in some situations. And in other situations, it can mean nothing my advice is to not try and make something uh, fit into a paradigm that doesn't work. So if, you're going, if you experience some crazy life tragedy and it feels meaningless, let it be meaningless. Let it be. Accept it. Embrace it. Over time, maybe God will reveal to you and show you The meaning that you can create and make out of something but don't rush there let things be what they are as they are and then bring your stuff into community to explore what meaning may be able to come from what you're experiencing in your life another aspect of spirituality that I already mentioned was authentic connection and that word authentic is very important real genuine connection and it goes in four different directions. Connection with God, connection with self, connection with others, and connection with nature. An authentic connection with God. What does that look like? As someone who was very uh, you know, religious in an unhealthy way for quite some time, I can tell you that I know what it's like from experience to have an inauthentic connection with God because I can't really bring the fullness of who I am, I'm going to get burnt up. I've heard so many people say that to me about Heartway. They're like, oh, man, your church is cool, but if I go there, I'm going to burn, dude. I'm like, bro. So you understand that feeling. So when it comes, sometimes when it comes to God, we even put up a facade. And we become holy and righteous when we're in church. But then as soon as we leave, we're totally different people. To have authentic connection with God means you bring the fullness of yourself. You hide nothing. You bring it all to the table. All the guilt, all the shame, all the issues, all the mess-ups. And in that place of utter helplessness, you open your heart to receive grace. You open your heart to receive love. You open your heart to receive God's kindness. And transformation begins to happen. Once you build that Authentic connection with God and you feel that unconditional love, you can begin to give that to yourself. And you do that through self-acceptance. This whole journey can be summarized with the phrase self-acceptance. That's how you free yourself from your guilt. That's how you free yourself from your shame. That's actually how you overcome a lot of the bad habits and negative patterns that you've developed over your life. Your guilt about those things reinforces it. Authentic connection with yourself means you stop judging yourself so harshly. You begin to accept yourself. And you know what happens when you do that? Now you're able to share that same acceptance with other people. Now you're able to share that same love with people. There's nothing anybody can do that will make me be like, wow, you are just the worst ever and you just, you just deserve to be judged and not accepted. No, I let myself off the hook for everything. (laughs) Yeah, I do. And I learn from my mistakes. Because when I repeat them, it hurts. Mm -hmm. That's that simple. But I let myself get away with everything. There ain't no guilty complex here. If I did it, it's because I wanted to do it. It may not have been smart. It may have been really stupid. Maybe it'll ruin my life. But I take responsibility for it. (laughs) You take responsibility. Right? You take responsibility, you learn, and you move forward. That's how you handle your mistakes. That's how you handle your humanness. Not, I am the worst. I am so unlovable. Nothing I do is right. That just keeps you rooted in all this unhealthy stuff. So you give yourself acceptance and forgiveness. Now you can share that with other people. And then, of course, to have connection with with nature, with this beautiful planet that God has given to us as a gift. You know how therapeutic it is just to go outside and like sit, hug a tree or something. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever whatever you got to do. But just to connect with nature. See, the thing about it is we didn't just like pop into the earth from some other like dimension. We come from the earth. The earth. And the whole universe is one really big interrelated system. Think about it as like just one organism that all works together. Everything is interdependent. Everything connected to everything else. That's love. That's why we said love is the nature of God. Love is the true nature of reality. Love is who you are. So to connect with the whole, that's what spirituality is does for you. It connects you to so much more than just you and yourself and your group and brings you into connection with the whole, with the totality. Okay, so we have meaning-making, authentic connection, and then life-giving values. To be a spiritual person means you build your life on positive values that add to your life, that enhance your life. Uh, Aristotle... When he would talk about happiness, he said, happiness is found in living a life of virtue. That's it. Very simple. By being virtuous, you will be the most happy. By being a person of good character. Right? And now, don't get it twisted. You can be a good person of good character, and bad things will still happen to you. But. If you're a person of good character, even when bad things happen, your life will still be good because you're good in here. You understand? So Heartway is a place where we explore these components of spirituality together. We don't tell you what your values should be. We help you to explore that for yourself and decide that for yourself. We don't tell you what authentic connection looks like with God, with yourself, with others. We just offer you examples of what that can be. But you are your own teacher. We're always looking for some savior outside ourselves. You know, the pastor is not going to save you. The guru is not going to save you. That's your job. You got to look within yourself. I'll never forget conversations I would have with my dad where he's like, I don't know how this church is going to grow because people come and they look for answers, and you tell them that you don't have any. <laughs> I'm like, I know. It's like, I gotta be honest. I just gotta tell it how it is. <laughs> so it's working out. It seems like it's working out. We're here, you know? If there's one phrase that I can use to describe the kind of spirituality that we practice, it's heart centered spirituality heart-centered spirituality. So our approach to spirituality is found in our name. Your heart knows the way. Love will never fail you. Love will never take you in the wrong direction. Love will always lead you into the light. I love the Sufi poet Rumi, who said, I looked in temples and churches and mosques, but I found the divine within my heart. Isn't that beautiful? The very center of your heart is where life begins, the most beautiful place on Earth. I want to show you this image. It's called "The Sacred Heart of Jesus." Anybody ever seen this before, or something like it? Why are you laughing? Oh. Yes, it's very Catholic. It's very Catholic but i like it so much like i want this in my house somewhere like what does that mean to you like just look at it you know these icons in the church and the kind of church that we're used to here in the west we we don't really do icons and stuff like that but uh, the eastern orthodox christians the catholic christians they create these icons because they're deeply symbolic and meaningful and when you look at them, it's supposed to awaken something within you that draws you closer to God. Uh, the, sacred heart. the sacred heart. Coming from a true Catholic in the back. Thank you. <laughs> That's the real truth, though. <laughs> she comes to Harway and she'll still go to mass sometimes. But isn't that beautiful that we can have a community with yogis and Catholic people? I love it. So... The sacred heart of Jesus. Oftentimes when I was working um, in hospice, I would come across families that are Catholic and I would see this image in their homes. For me, this represents everything that we are about because the whole point of Christianity is to have the heart of Jesus. If you don't have the heart of Jesus, you're wasting your time and you've missed the point. In the mystical tradition of Christianity, the heart was said to be the seat of deeper intelligence and wisdom. So the intelligence of the heart is believed to be greater than, superior to the intellect, reason, analysis. So if you can tap into the intelligence of your heart, that's when you become in tune with the intelligence of God. See, we go through life and we experience all these different things. And we don't realize that there is a higher intelligence at work in the world. Things end up the way that they do. And for us, we can't rationalize it. We can't intellectualize it. And unless we have a way to move beyond the intellect, to make that descent from the mind into the heart, we'll never be able to truly recognize what God is doing which is always something good and something beautiful. So you tap into that deeper intelligence through love, through empathy, through compassion. There is a spiritual essence within each and every one of us waiting to be revealed. We all have this deep need, and it doesn't matter if you're irreligious. Maybe you're atheist or agnostic. We're all spiritual whether we recognize it or not. Because we have a deep need as human beings to feel loved, to feel held, to feel protected, to feel guided. Whatever you call that, fine. We like to call it God. Some people call it Jesus. In AA, when I do my meetings with them, they say the higher power. No, they, say, they actually say a higher power. I say the higher power. But it's whatever. It's semantics. Semantics. <laughs> Can you feel it in your heart? Can you feel it in your soul? Are you tapped into it? Do you spread that love and that peace with you wherever you go? That's what this is about. Now, before we wrap up and party, okay, I want to share with you just a couple of things that are coming up in the life of Hartway. Number one, thanks to some wonderful people that are helping me to dream because I guess it's important to, like, have a goal, that we go towards, right? Because, no, but it's the truth. It's like I was telling this to Ryan. I'm like, I I do this just for the sake of doing it. I don't really have a long-term goal in mind because I'm not in this for the outcome. You know, I just love what I'm doing, and I want us to love what we're doing. I've been a part of churches that are so future-oriented, and everything else becomes a means to that end, we got to accomplish this goal. We got to we got to reach the vision. Right? You got to we got to we got to go for the vision. And so y'all better step up and make it happen and if you don't get out of our way. That's really I've experienced that. All right? So, we're not doing we're chilling, but sometimes sometimes the people around me they're like, "Danny, organic is nice, you know." But we got to have some structure. Okay, we got to plan a little bit. So I've been encouraged to, to, to dream again. What, what, is it, what is possible for us as a community? One of the things that's on our heart and on, on our mind, and who knows when this will happen, but you never know with God, right? But we would like to have our own spiritual center that we can inhabit every day of the week, where we can offer so many different healing services to people so that they can connect more deeper to their own spirituality, to God, and build better community. So I'm putting that out there because guess what? I've seen people give away buildings. So I'm really hoping God has that plan for us. I don't know, you know, because we can't afford one right now. But... You're just putting it out there on the universe. If you're watching this right now, like the old televangelists, there's somebody watching right now, and I know you have a property, and God wants you to give that to somebody right now. There is a new generation. Y'all chill, man. <laughs> hey, I love it. But not nah, for real though, if there's somebody out there that y'all know. But that's how things happen. I actually got a call yesterday. It may not be anything, but I got a call yesterday from a guy. He didn't even introduce himself. He literally did not introduce himself. He's like, "Hey, yeah, so and so gave me your number, and you know, I, I run this nonprofit, and we we do a lot of interfaith work, and we have this beautiful space, but it's being underutilized, and I really want you know uh, us to use it. And so this person told me to call you. I was like, "Hey, what's your name? Who are you? <laughs> like what? So things like that happen. You never know. All right, so." We're praying, hoping. We do have a Home for Heartway fund on heartwaychurch.com give for people who want to give and, and donate to that cause, and hopefully one day we can have a home. Something else that I'm really excited about. This is really big. It's called Heartway Healers. And our vision for this is to create a collective of spiritual entrepreneurs, people who offer spiritual healing services to others. We want to bring everyone together and offer them a network, a community. And we're especially interested in people that are going beyond the the boundaries of church and religion. Even though I would love to include people who want to start communities like Heartway, which I'll get to in a second. But we want to reach out to spiritual entrepreneurs, spiritual healers, and resource them, support them. Also to promote them and the work that they do to all of you. So we may not have a, a center that we can go to every day of the week, but you know what? Gabby's doing a yoga class here. Jovi's doing a sound healing over there. So Priscilla is doing an arts and crafts thing in Miami tomorrow. And we'll be able to have a whole bunch of different uh, events available for us to go to. And so we want to open up our community to these spiritual entrepreneurs, and we also want to tap into their network and spheres of influence to bring people together. So I feel a lot of energy and momentum around that, and it's going to be wonderful to be able to pour into these folks. And then something else we've been discussing is something called Heartway Hubs. There are actually people, believe it or not, who do not live in South Florida, who are in England, or who are in Atlanta or California, my friend that I was talking to the other day. This guy, he calls me, my friend Joe, and he wants to interview me to do uh, his new podcast. And he's like, Danny, I'm so glad I get to finally talk to you because I have been a member of Harway for the last two years from California. Whoa. And he actually says, like, I am a part of this community. So we thought, what would it look like to kind of formalize these gatherings through something called Heartway Hubs. How can we have Heartway Hubs outside of just what we're doing here in all of these different places where people are already connecting to our community? And we'll have to figure out how we can resource and coach and support these folks. But I think it'll be beautiful if these Heartway Hubs pop up in different places and we get to enlarge our family in that way. I'm also very passionate about pouring into uh, leaders and pastors that want to create communities like this. So maybe Heartway Hub doesn't mean you're just watching the YouTube, but it means you just want to be connected to what we're doing and you feel like you want to create a spiritual community that shares our same DNA and our same values and uh, has a similar theological approach and we can help support you on that journey. So Those are some of the things that are coming up. We've got workshops, we've got day retreats that we're gonna be doing for everybody. The women are killing it, the men are killing it with these groups and the retreats and all this stuff. So, so much fun stuff. We want you to be a part of it. Don't miss out and get FOMO, okay? We want you there. And uh, now we get to party, guys. So, thank you for being here. I hope you learned a little bit about who we are and what we do and that this is intriguing to you, I'm gonna pray for us before we go. And right outside, we got Korean barbecue bowls for free 99. Okay? Now, we only got about 75 of these to hand out. So first come, first serve, okay? But hang out in the back, and please use that photo booth, okay? 360, it's gonna twirl you around, it's gonna be great. God, I thank you for this community. We thank you for your faithfulness, God. We thank you for all that you've taken us through and for the path that you're laying before us. So much energy and momentum and love that is here in this community. May we continue to abound and prosper in all that we do so that you can be glorified, so that people's lives can be changed and transformed, and so that we can experience the peace and joy that surpasses all understanding as we walk hand in hand with you. May your heart be our heart. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Happy seven years.